Good evening. Welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. So on June 18th, 1942, James Paul McCartney was born. You do know that's Paul McCartney's real name is James. And we're just going to briefly talk about him because I can't play any music. You know, he is... I mean, come on, he's a Beatle. He, he was a member of Wings, has a very so successful solo career. Um, did, of course, Live and Let Die. Uh, it's often been debated, like, what is the most iconic James Bond theme? Yeah, for, let's forget about Adele. Let's forget about Sam Smith. I mean, Shirley Basie, yes, right there. Goldfinger, remember that? And nobody does it better. Carly Simon, A View to a Kill, Duran Duran, one of my personal favorites. You know my name, Chris Cornell. But this song has been covered by many, including Guns N' Roses and Elton John. And that's Live and Let Die. So Paul McCartney, 80 years, no sh- no signs of slowing down. Now it's just him and, and Ringo. George Harrison died in 2001. And so I thought we would just, you know, I mean, there's so many songs, so many songs. You think about it, okay, you know, there's Obla Di Obla Da, and there's Martha My Dear. Shout out, because that's my aunt's name. Her name is Martha. Um, of course, Helter Skelter. You know, we often talk about the ethos of hard rock. That's probably the first time the Beatles went that hard, which was on Helter Skelter on the White Album. Of course, there's his latest, uh, McCartney 3, which has Long-Tailed Winter Bird. That's such a great song. Uh, Blackbird, Let It Be, which he wrote... After he had a dream in the 60s, because he was worried, you know, there was so much uncertainty, kind of like now. And he had a dream and his mother Mary said, just let it be. And so, boom, let it be positivity. That was originally the song. Of course, Eleanor Rigby, iconic, back in the USSR, Can't Buy Me Love, paperback writer, Michelle. Uh, We can work it out. Good day, sunshine. The night before that, I love that Beatles song. I was watching a thing that Zane Lowe, he was doing an interview with Paul McCartney for the BBC, and they were talking about the night before. And I'd never heard that song. I thought, oh, that's a cute song. Okay. And then, of course, Can't Buy Me Love. And I Love Her, which is from uh, A Hard Day's Night. Things We Said Today, also from Hard Day's Night. Say, 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 his duet with Michael Jackson. Obla di, obla da, I've got a feeling. There's a really great live video from New Jersey um, two days ago. Paul McCartney singing I Got a Feeling with John Lennon, and they did like a video duet. I thought I thought that was great. One of my personal favorites, Fixing a Hole from Sgt. Pepper. So there's so many songs... From Paul McCartney, you you think of not just the ones that he wrote with John Lennon, 
But then afterwards, and then he's mentioned in rap songs. I remember Lauren Hill in the Fuji's the score saying, and when they did Fuji Law, she says, say, say, like Paul McCartney, hardly. Yeah, that's that's the lyric that I do remember. And then he later did something with Kanye West. Eh, let's forget about that. Um, and then he did something with Chris Novoselic and, and Dave Grohl of Nirvana. So happy birthday, Sir Paul McCartney. Um, old James, his real name is James. 80 years. It, it's hard to believe that one of the founding members of the Beatles is 80 years old. Ringo's 80 years old. Ringo was always the older one. That was the funny thing. Ringo was older, followed by John, then Paul, and then George. George was the baby. All right. So tonight we're just going to talk about film, freeform, style. I'm going to talk about a film that I watched last night that I hadn't seen since I saw it in the theater. I think you have an idea of what film it is. So Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. Happy birthday, Paul McCartney. Um, Yesterday, all our troubles were so far away. There you go. Oh, or though Penny, I love Penny Lane. Oh my God, that's always the thing. Is who's the better one? Is it John? Is it Paul? Is it or John? You know, you gotta love them both. They complemented one another. And an example of that is a day in the life, where they wrote that lyric, "I'd love to turn you on," and they looked at each other as they were writing it. <laughs> so yeah, stay tuned, Doctor Zeus Film Podcast. I've got a surprise for you. Um, Happy birthday, Paul, and uh, rock it. What say you, spell speaker? You wish to be a slave. Hide your cunning. Show the shepherd you are a sheep. And so that is a clip from The Northman. I've talked about The Northman at nauseum on this film podcast. I'm going to talk about him again. <coughs> I finally got to sit down and watch The Northman. I had seen it in the theater in April, and I have the DVD and Blu ray and digital, and I watched it. And it still is probably one of the most beautiful, brutal films I have ever seen along the lines of The Seventh Seal. That, of course, is a clip between Anna Taylor-Joy as Olga and Omelet as, or played by Alexander Skarsgård, directed by Robert Eggers. Such an iconic film. I know, uh, you know, not a lot of people saw it, and that's fine. That's fine. You're, you are missing out. It was amazing to watch. It's one of those films where it's so beautifully photographed. And then at the same time, the brutality and the violence and the story. And I mean, it was just everything. It was everything. But in particular, just to watch Anna Taylor-Joy and Alexander Skarsgård and these meetings of minds. You know, they both they both have this this need to break free. And they're able to do it because they are they are they have this bond, 
And then it turns into something much more. And I'm just so taken by Anna Taylor-Joy and The Northman. Such a great actress, though. And this is her, I believe, this is her second time working with Robert Eggers. Because she worked with him on The Witch. And The Witch is another brutal film. If you think of the subject matter of The Witch, if, if you've seen The Witch, you know what I'm talking about. It takes place um, during the Salem, <laughs> times in Salem, and it goes from there, and it is dark, it is visceral, there is everything within the witch, and the Northman is basically Robert Eggers taking us all to dinner. That's basically what it is. It is this big primal partaking film there's so much going on that I can't stress it enough. I, I mean, my goal is to have everyone watch it. Someone told me they watch it. They didn't like it. It was fine. My cousin saw it. She didn't like it. It's like, all right. I want to give a shout out to my friend who watched it. And then she drew this beautiful artwork of Olga. And so we were talking last night. And I said, that made me want to watch it again. Because, you know, we're, we're all so busy. And so I one night I tried to watch it and I just I was tired and I just couldn't. I don't want to fall asleep watching The Northman because it's so first of all, I feel then that, that I'm not living up to its my own expectations because that was that that film, the visual Unfortunately, I got disconnected. It is a technical difficulty. And as I was talking about the Northman, I mean, that, there's a really great moment that I didn't play between Olga and Alexander Skarsgård's character, Amlet, where she's like, who are you trying to fool? You can't hide from me, Northman. She knows. She knows. And, and she herself, you know, she is this magical character. There was a lot of charisma between Olga and Amlet. And that, that really is the brilliance of those two actors, Alexander Skarsgård and uh, Anna Taylor-Joy. So she's so good. She's so good. She was in The Queen's Gambit. I enjoyed her in that. But there's a look about her. If you look at her in The Witch... And you look at her now. I mean, obviously she's grown up. And obviously, as an actor, she's really... Uh, her powers in this film. I mean, it's it's so striking. It's so striking. And then also, in, in The Northman, there's a point where they're slaves. And Alexander Skarsgård's character, Omelette, doesn't walk upright. He walks kind of hunched over because that's... That's what they want. That's what the people that they're working for want. They are sent over to Iceland um, because a lot has gone down. <laughs> so, yeah, it's it's one of those films where so much is so much is encapsulating and so much is setting off. I absolutely loved it. 
I love the characters, even the villain, even the villain who I think he played uh, Dracula at one point of recent. But yeah, this is I can't I can't stress it enough. I mean, you know, I, I know some people are probably annoyed with me and they're like, oh, my God. Why? Why are we talking about the Northman again? Well, because it was good. <laughs> it was really good. I think when it comes to films, people are just, people are nervous. People are nervous. People want safe. You're not safe in the Northman. In any Robert Eggers film, you are not safe. Whether it is The Witch or The Lighthouse or The Northman. Many are looking forward to his next incarnation because I think he was going to do a remake of Nosferatu, Nosferatu, the vampire movie. But the fact that he did The Northman, and I'm giving The Northman kudos. And this isn't so much a review because how this film made me feel, very few films have ever made me feel intoxicated by their beauty, by their brutality. Usually I would watch a film and if a head gets cut off, I'm like, ooh. But, you know, with The Northman, because it's, it's part of it. It's part of the story. It's part of this time. 80, I think it's uh, 895 AD. That's the year. And it's in the time of the Vikings. In the Vikings, there was brutality. There was lust. There was power. But there was also this sacred oath between the characters to set things right and and the whole tagline of that film is he you know something yeah omelet has to go away and he's like i will i will avenge you father i will save you mother i will kill you fear and that that those that that's his intent that's his fate and then you have bjork Bjork makes an appearance, not as Bjork, but as a sorceress, as a spiritual guide in this film. And when Bjork shows up, Bjork doesn't do a lot of films. So, yeah, I I am waiting for those that I respect. Jason Almy, I'm talking to you. Chris Wetzke and Adam Simmons. Go watch The Northman. It's funny because... The night that Adam and Jason were doing a live Shit Happens When You Party Naked on YouTube, I was going to watch The Northman, and then I had to stop watching their live because you can't watch it. You can't play on your phone in the theater. And plus, I was going to watch The Northman. That's the beauty of The Northman. It requires your complete attention. Turn the phone off. Don't look at the phone. Watch the film. It is like watching this, this painting come to life. It truly is. And that is a testament to the cinematographer. Cinematographer is great. Director Robert Eggers, who ties this all together. It's getting a little Oscar buzz, mainly for the technical aspects. But I think the film as a whole, the film, for me, I don't care. I don't care. It's great. Okay. If they nominate it, great, great. Who cares? That's not why I love The Northman. I love The Northman because of how it made me feel. It took me back to a, a place in the time beyond all of us about primal energy, darkness, 
magic. There's a lot of magic in this film. And you have a great cast. You've got Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, uh, Willem Dafoe, Anna Taylor-Joy, to name a few. I love The Northman. And it's one of those films I'll probably try to watch every year. There are certain films you 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 have an anniversary of it. I used to do that with Anti-Mame. And I used to do that with The Goonies. I still do. I watch it. I'm planning to do that this July on the, what would have been um, Igmar Bergman's 104th birthday. I'm going to watch The Seventh Seal. Probably some other Igmar Bergman films. But The Northman is... It's just this film that you have to partake in. It is so powerful. It is so visceral. And it is so visually. And I mean, I'm at a loss for words for how how much I enjoyed this film. And there's no real anticipation because you're, you're locked into that story. You sit upright and the images just transmute to you. And the music and the sounds and that that ending, that is an awesome ending because it's everything that we do in film, life, death, rebirth, continuation. It's everything within that. <sighs> but yeah, at the at the heart of the film for me, it's about Anna Taylor Joy and Omelette. And how they find one another. It's not your quintessential love story. It's a partnership at first. And how they find one another. And both have this meeting of minds. In this beautiful tapestry of a film. And that's The Northman. And I urge all of you to watch it. Watch The Northman. It's available on uh, Apple uh, iTunes. It's available uh, to stream, I think, on YouTube and VUD, and and it's on DVD and Blu-ray. Directed by the effervescent Robert Eggers, and that is that is the stuff of legend right there, because everyone tries to do their Viking story. And one of the executive producers who really sheltered this project for years was, of course, Alexander Skarsgård. And he, of course, played a Viking on True Blood very famously, who becomes a vampire. And so when I told people about the Northman, they thought it was like a prequel to uh, True Blood. Because it's funny, because the character that he plays on True Blood is Eric Northman. Okay. So is that a coincidence? It's it's funny. It's funny. I I absolutely love the film, and 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 also it makes it makes me go back and rewatch True Blood to see Eric at play. I he was always my favorite character because he always those situations like when he if you've ever seen True Blood he when he first meets Pam in San Francisco and she's and she's a madam. And this guy tried, like this Jack Ripper type guy, tries to, you know, kill her. And he takes out his knife and he's like, oh, right, whore, I like it when you scream. And then all of a sudden, Eric Northman comes, boom, cut, you know, locks out the guy's throat and blood everywhere. And he 
and he has blood on his fingers and he just puts it in his mouth and then he and he's got this top hat on it's so it's <laughs> it's it's very uh classy the way he does it he just looks at her and it's like you're not afraid i'm no i'm i'm no stranger to dead bodies the streets can be very uh dangerous at a time like this a lady should be more careful if i run into a lady i'll let her know yeah because <laughs> he sees her as a lady but she's like no i'm not i'm a hooker and he gives her money and uh says this should cover the charges of the dress and then she's like what's your name and then he all of a sudden she thanks him and he you know zooms off as as the vampires of true blood do so yeah <laughs> there are alternatives to the films that are in the theaters right now i'm looking at one right now the trailer for it yeah and it's the north man directed by robert eggers <laughs> in fact let me see here I'm, where is my okay because usually I have the info in front of me but then it's always good to go to the source and I do have the blu-ray what's cool is it comes with the blu-ray and it comes with the dvd I didn't get the 4k ultra Jason Almy or, or the steel case. <laughs> steel book. Steel case. Uh, where is it? Ah, here it is. The Northman. All right. Let me see. Written by John and Robert Eggers. John. Where is it? Director of photography, Jaron Blasky. Executive producer, Yaiv McGellan. Oh, God, I want to say it right. I don't want to butcher his name. So, I'm going to go, let's see. Talk amongst yourselves. But I know, I've, I've talked about the Northmen before, and, and some people are probably tired of it, but I don't care. All righty, here we go. Mark Hossam. Mark Hoffman is a producer. Oh, and Lars, but it's not Lars Ulrich. Lars Knudsen. Lars Knudsen, Robert Eggers, Alexander Skarsgård. Those are the producers and... Arnon Milchen. Arnon Milchen. Um, based on the legend of Amleth by Saxo... How do you say his name? Let's see. Saxo Grammaticus. Saxo Grammaticus. Screenplay written by Sichon. Sichon and Robert Eggers. Cinematography by Jaron Blaschk. Jaron Blaschk. Uh, edited by Louise Ford. Music by Robin. Hold on. Because I want to name all of it. Robin Carolyn. Robin Car- Carolyn. And Sebastian Gainsborough. Gainsborough, distributed by Focus Features, released in April. Well, budget seventy million to seventy to ninety million. Box office sixty eight point seven million. Okay. English, Old Norse, Old East Slavic. 
Oh god, I love The Northman. I Ooh. It's one of those films that you can't get out of your system, which is good. You know, I've seen a lot of bad films in my life. But I've seen The Northman, and I'll play one more scene for you. So that's a scene where it's a ri- they're doing some kind of ritual. Um and it's Omelet and his com- comrades because he has, you know, he's become Okay, it's the uh berserker ritual scene because they're preparing for battle. And um Robert Eggers really did his homework. I mean, it is it is. Here's another scene. I love the chemistry between Alexander Skarsgård and Anna Taylor Joy. Not linger on me when I leave this island. Martin will. Now I found the cold eye and I will strike him down. When will you do it? When I must. For now I will haunt this farm like a hungry corpse returned from the grave. The only thing Samlet is long dead. Yes, but what of your mother? She will revel in Fiona's anguish. She only feigns her love to protect her child. Won't she wish? When I free her, I will bring the boy if I must. They've moved me back into the kitchen. Jan Ulfer! A plan will have to wait. Go. Jan Ulfer! Move! Yeah. That is the Northman. It is awesome. It is visceral. It's wild. And it is a fucking masterpiece. As always, unpleasant dreams. (laughs) 